Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment Youngest is confident, but can't handle what we coming with Others in love with the drug and this family is running it Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it Everybody, happy Thursday night! Welcome to this week's edition of the Bench Mob here on the Forty Eight Minutes Basketball Network, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's it. Um, but also, if you're listening to the audio feed tomorrow morning on the podcast, we welcome you as well. Uh, I'm Tim Daniel. Excited to be here as we're talking some awards that have been given out. My cat is going insane behind me right now, so I'm like trying not to get bit while he's scratching all my cardboard boxes. Uh, Josh just got kicked out, I guess. Um, so we're off to a great start. He's not a big, uh, he's not a big cat fan. Yeah. He's like, oh, you said cat. I am out of here. <laughs> Josh, you're back. Yeah. He's, he's like Madonna right now. He's frozen. <laughs> Welcome everybody. <laughs> yeah. This we're off to a great start. Unbelievable. <sighs> All right. Well, now that I'm throwing off my groove. I'm Tim Daniel, and I'm excited to be here with, as always, Mr. Sean Mackey. What, what's up, Tim? It's a day. It's a it's day. day. Yeah. And, of course, joining us, we're without Ben Brown tonight, but joining us, Mr. Joshua Hayes. I can't do what Ben does, so I'm not even going to try. And he's gone again. <laughs> let's just, let's just. Let's just roll. Let's just roll. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. He's coming back. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Um all right. Well it looks like Josh is loading back in. So I guess we'll go ahead and we'll get started with uh the conversation that is the NBA MVP has been awarded to Nikola Jokic for the second year in a row. Two time, means, two time. Which means this will be his last year getting it because of voter fatigue, no matter how good he is next season. Uh yeah. something I don't understand, but you know, whatever. Um so Obviously, the Nuggets got eliminated in the first round. Uh, Jokic did play this whole season without, um, you know, his other two, 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 second and third best players on his team. I know we kind of had a conversation a few weeks back on why we kind of felt like it, it should have been Embiid that won it and not Jokic. But, you know, I'm not necessarily upset that Jokic won it. I would have picked Joel Embiid if I had a vote. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of real quick. What did you guys what did you guys take away from the MVP voting? I think that uh, Jokic winning it a second time. He is he is one of those guys. I feel like the media just they're completely entrenched in advanced stats and things like that, and he checks so many boxes there. Um, and let's not let's not clown around and say that Jokic was not good enough to sure. to win the MVP or anything. He was phenomenal this year. I think that Joel Embiid. Um, did a phenomenal job. Like Joel Embiid said, I don't know what he has to do to win the award at this point. Cause he had a hell of a season. Um, but uh, Jokic man, he ended up doing it. You got to look at a, if you take a player away from a team, how far did they get without that player? And the nuggets would have likely been in the draft lottery. Had they not had him playing with their sure. other two, uh, their other two, two studs on that team. And, and, you know what? He plays an incredible game. I think he's probably one of the most talented centers of his era at this point. Um, but 
uh, it's sad, you know, we didn't even get out of the first round. He, he joins Dirk Nowitzki as one of those uh, season MVPs who doesn't move on from round one. And it's, it's Russell unfortunate, Westbrook. but Russell Westbrook, another, another great example. So, yeah, but uh, I think it's cool that he won again. Uh, like you said, there's no way he's going to win a third time. Uh, they, they just, it just won't happen no matter what the situation is, you know, but, um, uh, you know, congrats to Nikola Jokic, man. Yeah. Thank you for me. You, you, you said a lot of the things I wanted to say. Um, the only thing that, that I can, can even come up with is that I don't know if they look at the, the amount of games played. Um, I know we had like a thread going and I, I sent you guys the records of each team when that guy didn't play and winning percentage wise, Jokic's team had the worst winning percentage. I think they were two and six when he was out of the game, he missed eight games. Uh, Giannis missed 15 and Embiid missed 14. And I, I don't know if that's enough to say, well, this guy missed six more games than the next guy. So like, we can't make him the MVP. Um, but I think it did show just in the record, you know, Philly was six and eight. I mean, they were almost 500. Um, like, I, uh, Jokic 25% winning percentage when he, when his team, when he wasn't in the game. Um, and so I think that speaks volumes to, to what he means on the floor. Um, and I think he may have had the, the least amount to work with out of all the teams with, you know, his two big guns missing for the season. So, I would venture out to say if he put up the exact same stats next year, maybe even better that they will not vote him MVP. It'll be somebody right. else. <laughs> yeah. Like Giannis last year was just as good as he was his two MVP seasons and was not in the voting. Um, you know, obviously LeBron, you know, you could have made a case like his whole prime, maybe like for 15 years in a row, he could have been the MVP. Right. Um, and didn't get any of them. And then the only bad thing I'll say about them getting knocked out of the first round and I, I'm a firm believer now that seedings don't mean as much as they used to. Sure. Um, we, we all knew that Golden State was one of the two best teams in the West. And, you know, they were the three seed. So they ended up running. I'm not saying that if Memphis would have fell to the three or Phoenix would have fell to the three that Denver would have had a chance. But you look at that series and Golden State's all of a sudden healthy. Like that's a, that's a hard team to beat in a matchup of three, six. Like they may have been better off playing someone else. Um, and I know we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later, but um, Golden State was clicking on all cylinders in that series. And that's why it was kind of a gentleman's sweep. I mean, it almost wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think my theme of the awards uh, this season are I'm not against who all won it, but I probably would have voted in another direction so like defensive player of the year marcus smart wins it i have no issues with him winning it i would probably pick mikhail bridges um rookie of the year i have no issues whatsoever with scotty barnes winning it his team made the playoffs outright i thought i think mobley's a better player um i don't have any issues with coach of the year that's probably the one where like i was like okay yeah monty williams this team lost less than 20 games sure you know they've lost 22 games they've played about 95 counting the playoffs so Sure. Yeah. He probably deserved uh, it before this year anyway. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the guy from Memphis getting executive of the year with how good that team is without John Morant blows my mind. Um, we saw what they did last night, obviously. So, you know, I don't, I think these are all fair. Um, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and fight the Yogi should not have won MVP by any means. Um, he's certainly deserving of it, but I hope he enjoys this as his last MVP. Uh, yeah. Probably about six years. Um, I think I can, one thing I could tell you is uh, Drew Holiday took uh, took that defensive player to your thing personally last night. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> I checked my phone because I was about to record my other show when they were down like 25. And I was like, all right, I guess Boston's going to win this one. And then like the Bleach Report push notification pops up. It's like, what a game. It's within three with a minute to go. And I'm like, what the hell happened? So this morning I had to watch the cons- uh, cons- consolidated game. Consolidated game. Consolidated game. Take a drink, Tim. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, man. Wow. That's crazy. I was kind of like, man, I wish the Bulls still had Bobby Portis. I think yeah. everybody's thinking that. So <laughs> he, he was he was one of those guys that was destined to be like a great uh, role player on a good team. It's yes. just he was on the wrong team from the beginning. So, yeah, who knows what happens if he doesn't punch Nikola Mirotic in the face and break his jaw? I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. I'll never forget about that because it was like we were already like down on the season before it even started. And then the night before opening night, that comes out. Yeah, I I totally blocked that from my mind, to be honest with you. And I've actually that's the first time that uh, I've heard uh, Meritich's name in a while. So probably will be the last time for a long Um, time. Yeah, I'll tell you, I tell you a little bit about I watched that game last night and I -hmm. I, like four or five times I was going to turn it off. Boston jumped up by like 16 and I'm like, all right, Philly or uh, Milwaukee can't score. And then um, I almost question coaches sometimes because Jalen Brown was so hot in the third quarter uh, and they they sat him. Right. So while he's on the bench, um, they, the, towards the end of him coming back is when the Bucks started making a little run. And then when he got back on the floor, he took two shots the rest of the game. And I don't know if that's going to be Boston's downfall is that they don't go with the hot hand. It's almost like, hey, it's Tatum's team. Like when Tatum's in the game, like he's the guy. Um, they, I think they went to Tatum a little too much last night. And Jalen Brown was like, hey, I'm the one hitting all the tough shots. Like get the ball back to me. And they were like, no, it's Tatum. Tatum took all the big shots kind of towards the end. Jalen yeah. Brown didn't really touch the ball that much. And I'm like, but he was, I mean, he was making some really tough shots. I mean, like four or five times down the floor. I mean, he, he hit shots with guys in his face. I mean, th- I didn't realize that he could shoot like that when he was on. And um, he was getting to his spots and hitting mid-range shots. And and then they just took the ball away from him. And, and that was pretty much the ball game to me. Like, it yeah, didn't move like- as much. And then the Bucks was, sh- everybody was shooting. Wesley Matthews, Portis. Uh, Pat, Giannis, like they were all, all of them hit a three in the fourth quarter at some point to get them back into that game. Drew, they all hit one. And that's kind of when the momentum turned. Yeah, I'm look, I looked at the box score and Jason Tatum, again, I didn't get to watch the game because I was working. Um, but it looked like Jason Tatum definitely had an empty 34 points. 12 of 29 from the floor, 2 of 11 from three. And like people were going to be like, yeah, you know, he had 34 that night. And it's like, there's a this is like a James Harden 34 in Houston, except for James Harden didn't have a guy like Jalen Brown ever when he was in Houston to help him score like that. Maybe Chris Paul right. is the closest thing to it, obviously. But uh, yeah, seems like a you know the Celtics blowing a big lead at home to go down three two in a series. You just hate to see it. Did Did you oh guys God, see? Go, go ahead, Josh. Josh. Okay. Uh, did you guys see the picture that somebody had snapped with Bill Simmons in the background no. with the last couple of seconds and him just like going like, just with like this dumbfounded look on his face. It was, it's probably like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh, well, 
I've avoided listening to him while the Celtics have been really good. So I cannot wait for them to get eliminated because <laughs> that episode is going to be fantastic. Not to say it they will couldn't be. come back and win this series, but it it will be. It will be his. I love his uh, Celtics meltdown episodes. Are great, and then you know, but it's so funny when they're. Like he will, he never mind. I'm not going to go on about Bill Simmons, but he's just <laughs> he's he's one of the most uh, just unapologetic homers that runs a podcast right now. I mean, it's just it's overboard. I know we talk a lot of bulls on here, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> I almost respect it to an extent because like, but also it is annoying. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I'm fine with what the Bucks did to the Bulls as long as they beat the Celtics. If they went like just smoked the Bulls the way they did and lose to the Celtics, then I'm pissed. Um, oh, yeah. I will tell you what, though. I know we're recording during game six of Philly and Miami. Um, if you guys have not seen, with two minutes to go in the third quarter, the Sixers don't even have 60 points. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have. Miami uh... is playing unbelievable defensively. Yeah, they've. Uh... They've locked down uh, at this at this point. So, um, man, I, the the both the Eastern and Western Conference Finals are going to be great this year. They're just going to be really, really good, and it's going to be. I I feel like we're going to get seven games for both of them. You know what it kind of reminds me of, um, especially if if the Bucks. I, at this point, I think Miami's going. I don't know about the other series, but either if the Bucks, the Celtics, or the Heat, it reminds me kind of the old '90s East. Eastern Conference versus Western Conference, where you got a little bit more finesse in the West, and then you kind of got like the the bangers in the East that's like rugged, and like wants to play like that hard nosed defense. Um, almost kind of that era that Jordan had to come through to get to the finals, and then you kind of play a team that's a little bit more fast paced on the other side. Um, so that's going to be an interesting matchup to see because I know one Phoenix seems like they're the team that can slow down the most and play that kind of ball. Um, I don't know if Golden State can be as physical with the other yeah. teams, you know, when it comes out to it. So like, if they can't speed the game up, it might be a struggle for them. It's ridiculous that Phoenix doesn't need Chris Paul to score to beat teams by 30. Right. Like, yeah, he can just kind of like relax some games. Like he only had seven points the other night and they won by 30 behind Devin Booker's 28 and uh, Deandre Ayton's 20 and nine. And Devin Booker shot pretty efficiently. 11 of 20 from the floor, three of seven from three. Yeah. So like pretty pretty impressive what Phoenix is able to do, man. So they play tonight as game six, which will be by the time that we're done recording, we'll be starting. So um yeah. I guess Luca and Devin Booker now got some smoke. I like it. I did too. I like it. We need more yeah. smoke in the NBA right now. I agree. I agree. Um, but I'm with you, Josh. I think uh I do think Milwaukee does win one of the next two. So I do think we get a Miami-Milwaukee conference finals rematch of the bubble conference finals, if I remember correctly. No, that was Boston. Sorry. That was – was it? Who cares? Um, no one remembers the bubble. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I think it was because we were just all straight in our houses. That made it so fun that we could watch something. But Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, so let's kind of go real quick. want to touch on – where was I? Okay. Yeah. Getting back to my notes. Take a drink, Tim. Uh, so we, I touched on it for a second last night. Uh, the Golden State Warriors stopped me if you heard this before. Had a three-one lead with a chance to clinch a playoff series. <laughs> they, put up, they put up a stinker. 
to put it lightly, they put up a stinker. Uh, Memphis scored 50 points in the fourth quarter alone. Ooh, ooh, that's a statement. No, no, no game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies. It was 42 points in the third quarter. Okay. They only scored 15 in the fourth because it didn't matter anymore. Wow. Yeah. How are you? How are no you guys? No John Morant. No John Morant. They still no, do that. That's amazing. How are you guys feeling about Golden State now? Golden State will win by double digits in game six. They were getting taunted last night at the end of it, and they were like soaking it in. They were like, all right, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, everything's going to be great. You I feel like I feel like every now and then a team just has that game where like if you look at if you look at game four um that ga- I mean that was a struggle for them they they came they were they they never they trailed the entire game and took the lead with like two minutes left in the game or something like that and then it comes out that you know Steve Kerr tested positive for COVID and then you know you had Draymond's teammate at Michigan State who got killed um and mike brown got uh took the head coaching job at sacramento and like all this stuff came out we gotta talk about that um all that stuff came out before the game and i just think that they were just super emotional and and they found a way to win that game and um i think when they realized that steve wasn't going to be with them in memphis like they traveled to memphis and and they were kind of like it was almost like they were kind of like let's just get there and get the game over with and let's get back home and um i kind of feel like that with the mixture of how the game went, it, it was almost like they gave up in the middle of the game. And they were like, you know what? Let's not exert all the energy. Let's just get back home and win this series and get out of it. And let's wait for the next series. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, it just kind of looked like they just took their foot off the gas and they packed it in early and uh, they were kind of done with it. And they were like, let's go back. Um, but to your point too, Tim, um, if I could pull the record up, I don't, I don't remember what it is, but, like you said, Memphis without Ja. Um, Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 20-something and four, uh, I think. And it's almost like, again, like you get those things, like would you rather play without him? No. You can't win a finals without him by any means. Oh, no. I mean, we saw what he did in game two. I mean, it's not like – It's right. not like, you know, yeah. it's not like you don't need him on the floor, but um, Memphis was shooting lights out. I mean, they were – they basically played the way that Golden State played when Golden State put up 142 on them. It was right. like 50-something percent from three, you know, high 50s from the floor. Everybody was making stuff. Guys who never was even putting – Brandon Clark and Jackson Jr. and, like, all these guys Tony were just – Yeah, <laughs> they were all just contributing. And, and like I said, I think Golden State at some point just gave in. Um, if you look, I mean, none of their starters played over 25 minutes. Um they, they took him out in the third quarter and said, let's pack it in and go home. To put in context how big of a blowout that was, Jared Culver got the first 12 minutes. Jared John, you all right over there? Yeah, I, uh, I got a new desk, so I'm not – I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm – <laughs> I don't really know, like, where my legs are supposed to go in it, so it's like I keep banging into stuff. I feel you. Yeah, I, I feel the way that Josh does. I think Golden State wins tomorrow night. And um, if there's no Ja Morant on the road in a clinching game, I can't see Golden State letting that one fall apart. There's there's no way that Golden State is gonna is gonna. I think I completely agree with what Josh said. They did they packed it in early. They're gonna go home. They're gonna. And you know what? That might have been one of those games where they were just they just needed it because they were just tired and they were like, you know what? We can we'll live to see another day and, and we'll move on. But you know, 
I, I feel like uh, Grizzlies fans are never going to let this down. <laughs> nor should they, man. Uh, no. Nor should they. Like, I truly believe that that's the next small market team that kind of does what Milwaukee did. They're yeah. going to be the team that signs Moran to a long-term extension. People are going to want to go there to play with him. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be – and Taylor Jenkins has shown that he is a very, very good coach. He is. And Jaron Jackson Jr. keeps getting better, and he's on the floor, most importantly. So, like, you're seeing what it's like when he's healthy. And, you know, they've got a high draft pick this year because they have the Lakers pick, so they're likely picking the top 10, maybe top 5. So there's adding another weapon to that team. They're just – what if they what if they trade that pick for Rudy Gobert? What if – yeah, and you know what? That's a great move for them. I don't love Rudy Gobert by any means. His whole – I would lock Shaq up. I think you wouldn't, buddy. It's, a, it, it's definitely, I think, an upgrade at the center spot, though, for them and definitely shores them up defensively. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. Do you think he would be in Jaw's way though? The way that that like the way that guy wants to get to the middle of the floor and drive to the basket, like I don't know. I like Stephen Adams on that team. I like his veteran leadership. He brings some toughness. I don't know, the man. Key- I don't know how I don't know how I feel Rudy would fit there because I feel like at least Stephen Adams knows how to get out of the way. That's true. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a he's a guy who knows his role. I agree, but I don't know, man. I feel like you know they're. they're, I think they're one piece away. I think they're really one. Literally, just one. Just one. Uh, You know. You know. Get them there. Get them there. Rasheed Wallace type character, and 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 get somebody over there to help out Jaw because you get that, and you're going to be in. uh, You're. I mean, they're a title contender right now, but. You know, I just, you know, with Jaw being out, even though they're great with him being out, they don't have enough to win the finals. So, yeah. Do you think that, um, do you think that, that Brooks or Bain or Melton can be a guy that can consistently give you 20 a night? Um, Desmond Maybe. Bain? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, actually, I have it wrong. So, because of the confusingness, so New Orleans will actually retain that Lakers pick. It doesn't go to Memphis this year. Oh, so, okay. Um, but right now it has New Orleans drafting Ben Matherin with that pick, which like, fuck me. That's not even fair. <laughs> if those guys are healthy, they're going to be really good. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think Desmond Bain can certainly be a guy that you can, that can go off for 20 at any night. I mean, he freaking shoots, what, what do you shoot this year? 39% from three. Yeah. Um, something pretty close to that. He was, you know, he's, I liked him a lot at TCU. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping he would go to the bulls in the second round, but the Memphis was too smart to trade up and get him with the last pick in the first. So yeah. Triple J, uh, Jaron Jackson jr. I think has the makings to be an all-star man. He's yeah. He's right there. Dad was good, but man, he's, it's crazy how good he is. So right now they have the 22nd pick Memphis does that they got from Utah. So maybe they could send that back for Rudy Gobert. Maybe Sean's on to something. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I guess Patrick Baldwin Jr. decided to stay in the draft. That's stupid. But whatever. We'll talk about that another time. Um, When is the lottery? We're getting pretty close to that, right? The lottery draw? Mm-hmm. NBA... Draft lottery. Let's see here. It is. Sean just got a new computer, so I knew he wanted to search it. That's why I asked. I did. It's 
the uh, so the drafts on the twenty second of June. Mm-hmm. Um, when the hell is the draft lottery date? Let's see here. May seventeenth. May seventeenth. Oh wow! Oh. I didn't know. Man, you guys, uh, I'll be out of town. You guys might have to do the lottery cap. You guys will do the lottery cap without me. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't. You know what? Like, I'm I'm usually like pretty excited about the the draft lottery and everything this year and every year, and and it it completely slipped my mind that it was so close. Because I think we had a couple draft lotteries that were kind of later in the summer, and yeah, now that we're like back on a normal calendar, yeah, we're back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the finals aren't the week of my birthday this year, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what this is like. Yeah. We don't have the draft in October and the season starts three weeks after the oh, draft. Oh, that was the worst. That, that was, was the terrible. worst. You would like turn on the show and like you would just see Sean and I just like, whatever, we're here. Just, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, the Lakers was, got Dennis Schroeder? Okay. The season that would not end. <laughs> no, no, it was like seven seasons in one. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> All right, Ten. so... 10 yeah, minutes left. The heater up 17. Um, looks should like we go they... ahead. Should we go ahead and do the Sixers exit interview or is James Harden going to get hot right after we do that? We jinxed it. We'll do it at the end of the show. We'll do it at the <laughs> end of the show. All right. That's fine. Uh, because I have, I have no clue how they get better, but we'll talk about that. Uh, besides the fact that Doc Rivers is going to get fired likely. Um, so Josh made mention of it a little earlier in the show when talking about everything going on with Golden State. Um, Mike Brown taking the Kings job, which I don't know if there's a franchise I'd want to coach for less in sports. I agree. Than the I Kings. Agree. And I'm saying that as a Cincinnati Reds fan. They, they, and it's funny, like all these coaches like lined up to, for interviews, you know, Mark Jackson's going down there and, oh yeah. I, uh, Mark Jackson's going to be the Lakers coach. Yeah, that's that's happening. That is one hundred percent happening. Um, yeah, I mean Mike Brown. You know, he's he's. I'm not even certain he's a bad coach. I'm also no. not certain he's a good coach. Though, either. <laughs> it's very true. It's very are we true. Put, are we going to put Mike Brown in the Luke Walton category? I mean, because he sat in, he sat in at that head chair for the Warriors a few times and looked like he was the NBA's best coach with that team, and then. You saw what happened when he went to Sacramento. Yep. Well, he had to stop in LA first. So, <laughs> so he just like went like this since leaving Golden State. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I would like to see him do well. I like Mike Brown. I think he's a nice enough dude. Um, but you know, coaching for the Kings. The yeah, what pull of the NBA? What are you doing out there? You know. It, it it's it's so sad what has become of of Sacramento Kings basketball because they have such great fans and they had such a run in the 2000s that like and it's all we can talk about we have nothing else we have nothing else you know, you know there, there was the one year that they pushed for a playoff spot was that 19 18 or 19 and we were like oh man the kings they're they might, to watch. they might they might do it and then they, um, yeah, who was the co- whoever the coach was at the time? They fired him, and you were like, "Oh, yep." Typical. I mean, they've been through more coaches, I think, than any other team over the last twenty years. I mean, it's it's been terrible in all of sports. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. really, really, really bad. So, so I do want to I do want to throw this out there though. 
because he had he had that stint with Cleveland, and I know he mm-hmm. had LeBron, but he went fifty and thirty-two, fifty and thirty-two, and made the finals. Um, forty-five and thirty-seven, sixty-six and sixteen, sixty-one and twenty-one, and then he went to the Lakers and went forty-one and twenty-five. So he's got. I mean, he has a, a record of of winning. Um. But I don't know how much you put on the, on LeBron for the majority of that when he was the coach in Cleveland. Well, that and then, um, you know, he got, you know, he was also the coach Kobe's last, like, last pre-Achilles season. And so, like, you know, he certainly has been around winning. So I think he has a good, like, idea of what to do as far as, like, um, you know, making, making stuff happen and putting, like, consistent streaks together and runs together. But... When things are bad with him, they're really bad. But hey, man, it could have just been Cleveland. Like you said, Josh, Ty Lue leaves Cleveland, and look at him now. He's like maybe one of the four or five best coaches in the league. So True that. Should he have waited, though? Because Doc Rivers is probably going to get fired. Should he have waited a couple weeks and gotten the Sixers job? Can he? Can he? Can he? Can he take backs? Can he do take backs? Was it Billy Donovan? (laughs) He took the Orlando Magic job and then was like, Actually, I'm going back to Florida because I think my team might be better than this team. Didn't they? Didn't he like get banned from coaching in the NBA for a few years for like accepting an offer, and then they were like, "You can't coach here for it's like five years or something." Yeah, because he did the press conference and he was like, "I'm yeah. really excited to be in Orlando. This is going to be great." And then he was like, "Oh man, my Florida team might be better than this team." Um, no. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did- went to KC. So Mike Brown did win Coach of the Year in 2009. Um, that was the year they lost to Orlando in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Most disappointing year in, in Cleveland history right there. That was so bad. I know. Yeah, because I really think that Cleveland probably would have gave um, the Lakers that was the a Lakers, better. the Lakers, yeah. They would have probably yeah. gave the Lakers. How, man, that would have been so cool to see Kobe versus LeBron in the finals. That's yeah. the thing like, everyone talks about. It's like the biggest what if. The thing I always take away from that finals is that Dwight Howard in those five games got a total of 36 shots total through the whole series. That's it. I don't know if if, if Chris Broussard's did it, but I think Chris Broussard might have to do a, you kids just don't know how good Dwight Howard was <laughs> back then. You're I right. Think everyone- Everybody that sees the Dwight Howard now, I don't think they understand that, that guy when he was three-time defensive player of the year and he was literally like a one-man wrecking crew at center. Yeah. Yeah. Like Those Orlando were teams cool. were incredibly fun. They were so Jameer, well built. Yeah. Richard yeah, Lewis. Like, J.J. Redick was like the 10th man on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Michael like, Beatrice was good at professional basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of J.J. Redick, man, he is a great – commentator so good. and analyst yep. so on TV. Good. I will watch him anytime he's talking about basketball. Just his like whole like you guys overrate you old people overrate <laughs> Bob Cousy stuff is like Man, right he does in my not heart. like Bob yep. Cousy. Right in my heart. Me neither. I would like to see more JJ Reddick on TV and then like some like a little bit less of the old heads that are on ESPN in the afternoons. Like freaking Bob from the Boston Globe 
Bob Ryan, yeah. Bob Ryan, man. Like, I am so sick of seeing him on television. We just keep giving him stuff every week. Like, I'm like, come on, let's get some some new people in here to like talk about. And like, like Josh said, JJ Reddick is fantastic. Like, I, there's so many other people I'd rather listen to than the people they have on those shows. Mad Dog was like, Bob Cousy changed basketball. And he's like, JJ Reddick's like, Bob Cousy couldn't dribble with his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> What do you so say? Good. He was playing against firemen and plumbers. <laughs> I do. I do like the the younger generation of analysts that are on there. You know, the Jay William, the Jay Wills, and and the JJ Reddicks, and actually even Draymond Green when he's not playing and he's on there. Like very, you could tell those guys understand basketball um, in a different aspect of of how the way the they should played. understand basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they. And I, I know that they do it for ratings. I mean, anytime you're listening to Skip Bayless or, you know, you're listening to uh, Nick Wright, like, I think oh, they say the a worst. lot of things for – I think they say a lot of things for ratings, man. I think they try to get stuff that's just so far out there that they want people to comment on it. But I feel like the younger generation of guys that are on there, like, I think they're speaking from their knowledge of actual basketball. Like, they played the game. They played it at a very, you know, a very high level – they're playing the new age game. Some of them are, were in that transition period um, where they played kind of like where some of the rules changed. So they they understand like both sides of it. Far better than when Rashid Wallace said LeBron couldn't play in his era. And I went, you guys played in the same era. You mean you mean, you mean the same LeBron that lit him up for 25 in one right. quarter? <laughs> <laughs> that was like my – like. I'll, I laugh a lot. Like I get annoyed a lot with like some of this stuff, like these older takes of like of these guys. But like that was like the one where I was like literally laughing because I was like, record literally go to basketballreference.com and search LeBron James versus Rasheed Wallace. It's not like they played once or twice. They played the same division for a few years. Like yeah, like they just passed like there were two like boats passing in the ocean. Like, no, they were around each other a lot, but yeah. you couldn't play in your era. Yeah, he was, and LeBron was already an All Star, so like, <laughs> it wasn't like you know Next he year was. He won MVP for the first time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, that, the crazy part about that is, is like, I, I think LeBron was not an All Star his rookie year, and then every year since he's been an All Star. Yeah, because he didn't make the playoffs his first two years, and then he made it for like whatever year straight till his first year with the Lakers. All them years while Rasheed Wallace was in Detroit. <laughs> And and Portland. <laughs> um, yeah. You remember he played for the Celtics when they went to the finals and lost to the Lakers? He like was like a mid-season. Yeah. He had a row with the Knicks. Remember that? Him and Ron Artest, I, I think we're on the Knicks I, together. I, I remember the Knicks run as well. He had some weird teams at the end there. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I guess he's like a he's an assistant at Memphis. He doesn't like he's not there all the time, but he like helps out with Penny. They said it's like a circus down there with like Penny, <laughs> Larry Brown, Rashid Wallace shows up occasionally. Like Yep, yep, yep. That is Brown and Rashid Wallace reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to lose to Gonzaga in the second round. All right. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think what else like I know we haven't really had any other coaching hires. I know there's been a lot of discussions of interviews. Uh, Mark Jackson's interviewing with the Lakers. Kenny Atkinson's interviewing with the Lakers. Yeah, I think I think Josh is interviewing with the Lakers at this point because everyone's interviewing with them. I mean, um, and who and honestly, like, who wants that job right now? 
Like who's going to want to go down there? Because it's like, you're basically signing up for one season of LeBron. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think he's staying past this season. Um, they're a mess. The stuff that like Jeannie Buss has said over the last couple of days yeah. has been, oh my God. has been, has been great. And, and, and then she's saying that she's getting advice from, Kurt and Linda Rambis and Magic and Pharaoh. Like, what is going on? Like, get get some new advisors. Like, move on. There's so many hands in that pot over there in LA, (laughs) man. It's ridiculous. Like, everybody thinks they know what's best. Hey, I tell you guys what. I was watching the Lakers play Sunday night. Um, They were playing Philly. It was game six of the NBA Finals, 1980. Would Kareem do that game? He he didn't play, right? He he did not play, um, <laughs> but Magic did. And yeah. um, I heard he played center. Started he started at center. He, he played. He started at center. Put up a forty spot, and the Lakers won the championship. Didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. <laughs> no. no, did not. But but I will tell you that that Lakers team only had a few hands in the pot, and it seemed to work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like if the Lakers just get back to just one voice. You know, you whoever that voice is, just maybe they just need to bring Phil back. Maybe they just need to bring Phil back and let him run the triangle. Uh, and then LeBron is gone. He is not playing for Phil Jackson. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I, 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 I comments. That's Bron, that. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were stretches where Kobe didn't want to play for Phil Jackson. Many, I've many always, stretches. I've always wanted to argue, was Phil that great of a coach, or did he have four guys that made him look phenomenal? Yeah, I mean. It's, he really did. That's, like, the really the best debate of, like, everything. Like, I'm so sick, you know, like we talk about all the time, I'm so sick of, like, well, what about Jordan versus LeBron? And, like, this, like, is LeBron even better than Kobe? Which, yes, he is, but that's a different conversation. Um, but, like, the Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich too, like, is he that incredible, or did he have Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, a perfect system? Which I think he's phenomenal. So, But it's an interesting I have, conversation. I have my theory that the Bulls would have won a championship with Doug Collins. I truly believe that. In 90? Uh, well, they lost in 90. Yeah, they lost in 89. Um, they lost, I think that they were just – I still think that had Doug been the coach of that team – by the time they got the 91 and they had the team that they had, I think it was Jordan was the reason they won the title. I don't think it was the coach at that point. I think Doug Collins, if he's the coach, they still win. Jordan and then the move to have Magic be guarded by Scotty. By Scotty, yeah. That that did so much for that series. Believe me, Scotty Pippen will tell you all about how much it helped that series that he guarded Magic Johnson. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And Jordan still averaged a triple double pretty much in the finals but who yeah who was the center of that team was it uh god it was so funny cartwright yeah it was cartwright yeah, yeah. and I... uh cliff livingston i think was the backup <laughs> and stacy <laughs> king yeah if you guys go back and look at that final series horace grant actually had a really good series he did yeah 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 he was like super good in that actually he was really good in that magic rocket series they just yeah you know, Oh, just he was really good in that playoffs. Those playoffs, that was Hakeem. He was incredible. He was incredible. Yeah, Horace Grant is like one of the. He's I I think, and he's got what four or five rings, 
Four rings. Yeah. Four yeah, rings. Horse, yeah, horse Grant might be on the same level as Paul Pierce, though. When you started watching that last dance, he might be on that dry snitch level. I mean, he was. <laughs> they were definitely. They were definitely saying that he was airing out some dirty laundry. Which you can get your dry snitch T-shirt at forty-eight minutes athletonetwork.merchmake.com. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. I didn't even think about that. I I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again. Um, that should the be a fun dance. Time. That would be a fun pod series, like the rewatch two years later of the last dance and how we react to it the second time we watch it. Because I have it, I have the the box set. My my mom got it for, for Christmas last year. Nice. Yeah, I love it. I I was just talking the other night that I wanted to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, because I know we're talking about. Um, we're probably gonna do something over the summer. And Josh, you're welcome to join us on this. This is with Sean and I just spitballing ideas and kind of going behind the curtain for our listeners at this point. Uh, we'll probably do something where like, we just watch through Wedding Time again and just kind of put like a week up of episodes where people can just kind of like go listen to it and rewatch it. And I thought that was fun. I got to finish this magic doc on uh, Apple TV. I've watched the first episode. I, have I thought that. it was really good. Yeah. I have not started watching yet. I will say to everybody that's that's listening, if you have not watched the winning time yet, uh, the it's first season really was good. absolutely fantastic. And don't it's get into fun. the yeah, don't get into the whole um, you know Jerry West and Kareem like bashing the series. I mean, for it, it it's what it, it was designed to do what it was designed to do. Yeah, it's a dramatic. It literally says in there, this is a dramatic reenactment of it is what was and you in the book. And you know what, like. The, the thing that's so funny to me, like, Jerry West is so upset about the way he's portrayed in that show. Like, I don't really think he's portrayed as, like, a terrible person or no. anything. He's just angry, and they use him as comic relief in the show. Yeah. yeah, they use him as, like, comic relief in the, in the, in the thing, and, it's, and it works. And, man, like, oh, the acting in that show is just phenomenal. They have just done a fantastic job of yeah. casting everything. But I think I... I I think I saw where they said that like he was mad. They kind of portrayed him as an alcoholic. And I was like, I didn't get any of that watching the show. No, no, I didn't. You know, I just, he's a character. That's, that's all it is. He's a character and they've kind of drummed him up to, to be what he is. But I don't really even think anything that was on there was super negative about him. It's just, but no. it's funny because, because the way that he is reacting is the way that Jerry West in winning time would react. <laughs> Right, almost like, he's tell, almost like he's telling on himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take this to the Supreme Court. What? <laughs> what? what? Like, all, all they're doing is showing like how he's like burned by the fact that he lost in the finals so many times. Like, that's and, that's, also, and that's okay. That is okay. You can I feel also, burned. I also feel like the way Kareem's reacting to the show is how they actually portrayed him in the show as well. Yeah. Too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's like, like, look. I love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of my all-time favorite players, like one of my idols, truthfully, like everything he does for world peace, everything he does for COVID activism. I thought he was extremely funny, the episode of Dave he was on, um, <laughs> but like Kareem was not a great teammate. I don't think people remember this, like obviously we're younger, but when he left Milwaukee, it wasn't like he left and was like, thanks for everything, Milwaukee, and put a letter in the, I can add in the paper. No, he was like, get me the hell out of here. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. He was a diva, man. He really was. Yeah, he he was. was a diva. And and he wanted to be treated like, you know, he was the man and he was the man. And he's arguably the greatest center of all time. So, you know, it's... it's Top three player of all time. <clears throat> yeah, and, 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 and to piggyback on that, in the series, I mean, they treated him with the most utmost respect. Like, every yeah. single person on the team was yeah. like, he's the captain. Like, we don't do anything unless it goes through him. Yeah, and then like they portray him as I just want my I'm gonna get my thirty and ten like that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> and it's and it was like magic was the one that broke the mold you know that was like hey I'm this fun loving guy that wants to win and have fun at the same time and kind of broke him down a little bit and it if you go back and watch the Lakers in the eighties I mean it kind of seems like that's what happened so yeah I need I'm to glad they dramatized the it yeah I still need to read the book which I will because I love Jeff Perlman I mean he's been on he's been on this show talking about his Lakers books. So, um, so I, would, I have, I have to ask, did they, did they open it up for a second season or is this it? No, it, it definitely sounds like there's going to be more seasons because I think that it's going to get I all did, the way to Pat Riley being the head coach. Yeah. I did hear they're looking to cast someone to be James worthy. So, and I think okay. that they want to get, I, I think they want to get to the actual Celtics Lakers rivalry. Okay. Okay. Because I love yeah. Larry Bird in this show. I love how he's. Oh my oh, god! Man, so good. I I almost so feel like he's probably the one who's probably over dramatized the most. <laughs> like him, him like dipping in the cup when he's coming in and stuff. Like, like I've ne- I've seen so many interviews and things of and old footage of Larry Bird. Like I've never seen him portrayed the way that he was portrayed in that show. And I just I feel like that's just the way that the Lakers might remember him. <laughs> Yeah. But it I might was, not have really been that way. I tell I was, you what, one of the one of the things that, that kind of caught me, I didn't catch it at first. It like came to me like after the fact when they were watching the finals and he was in the living room with his dad. Um and somebody said some derogatory message about magic, and he told his dad to like shut the F up or whatever he said to him. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically like like, hey, we're not gonna go there. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna use this this racially dramatic, you know, name calling. He was like, we're going to sit and watch the game. And he was like pissed off because he wasn't there. I was like, dang. I was like, that's the kind of how I, I resembled yeah. and, and kind of knew about Larry Bird. Like he was all about just the game itself. Like, you know, I heard all these stats. Like he was like, I don't want a white guy guarding me. He's like, because you know, they're not good enough. And um, I want to see him get to the point where he's like calling stuff on the floor and he actually does it. You know, like they say all these stories about Larry Bird doing, um, I think we're going to get two or three seasons out of it, at least. I, I hope so. I was I was looking up some of the ages of some of the guys that are in the show, and some of them are way older than they actually look. Like, the guy who plays Kareem is, like, well into his 40s. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the guy who's playing um, uh, Norm Nixon, I think he's a it's little fun. bit older. Yeah, so, like, like it, a lot of the guys on the show um, – but I will say this: the guy who plays Spencer Haywood on that show, he he has been phenomenal. Julius he has been the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. And and the guy, uh, the guy that that they got, the only guy that I I wasn't super impressed with, just because I don't really think that he resembles or it looks like the character, is the guy that got to play Doctor J. Like I just, he yeah. was like the one I think who was a little bit miscast. Um, and it, but, um, you know, I, I was love... just about to ask you that question. Like which person yeah. do you think they miscasted out of everyone? Yeah. yeah um, I, I, Dr. Like J. Got, 
It's like they got Dr. J to be like this old super fly pimp guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? If they want to make him like that, that's fine. Like that's you know, but it, it was it was so funny though. It was the you know, it was the whole like I'm gonna bring you under my wing and then I'm gonna beat your butt the next game, you know, when I see you. And don't and also we're we're gonna go get dinner, right? And then like magic's like, nah, man. I'm good. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm not going to dinner with this guy. <laughs> All I could think of when I heard Dr. J speak was like, I was looking for Uncle Drew to come out somewhere. And he was like, What's up, young blood? I was like, Doctor, where's, where's Uncle Drew at? That's um. So yeah, I think this too is like opening that door now. So if they do get extended seasons, that means that we're going to get to the '84 season, which means they're going to have to cast someone to play Michael Jordan. That's for, what I was going to ask. Yeah, I think we're going to get to where they cast Jordan. And also, um, this kind of reminds me. So we, it's coming out now. So Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are putting that movie together about Jordan's negotiations to sign his Nike contract. Yeah. Where I think it's Matt Damon's playing Phil Knight and then Ben Affleck's playing Sonny Vaccaro. Or maybe yep. it's reverse. Yeah. But I'm super curious to see. Did they cast a, uh, someone for MJ yet? Are they still – have they announced that yet? I don't think they've announced that yet. That's I'm, like – I'm willing to bet, be, right? It it could it could be. I'm I'm willing to bet it'll be a uh, it'll be like a fresh face that no one's heard of before. Like I'm willing to be it'll just be a no one because I mean when it you're casting be, someone like that, it has to be a semi lookalike. Like you gotta at least get somebody right. that kind of resembles him. Can you find somebody that's six six and got a little <laughs> bit of hair and? You know, and it's got the build that Jordan does. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be hard, well, man. Well, a lot well, of this is also Michael Jordan. So yeah, yeah. Well, I a lot of those winning time guys are not as big as they look. You know, a few of them are. You know, I think the guy who plays Magic's like six five or something. And no, the they did with the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They, yeah, everything that they did on that show is is great. I hope that they get more seasons with it. Cause I really enjoy, I've really enjoyed it as a basketball fan. I'm not sure there's been, there's been a lot of uh, criticism of the show being a little bit too Adam McKay. Um, but, but I, I actually, that. I like his style. There's been a lot of his movies that I don't like. Like I hate the big short. Like I never liked that. Like everybody's like, Oh, this was such a great movie and everything. And it was just, there was just too much going on and it was just kind of frenetic all the time. But anyways, um, I think that, uh, I think his style of of directing works perfectly for winning time for what they were trying to accomplish. And and James C. Riley, man, he just carries that show. He is phenomenal in it. He is absolutely (laughs) phenomenal. What's the chances that you think some awards will come out of the show? I I think what they go against for me yeah. to kind of make a decision there. I I think John C. Riley probably has a uh I think he probably has a chance to probably win an Emmy or a Golden Globe. I don't know if they're doing those anymore, but um I think he has a shot at it. And I I also think that the guy that's what's his name is it Isaiah or Quincy? Oh my goodness. I, Quincy Isaiah play, playing Magic. Quincy Isaiah. Yeah. Okay, it was oh, both those names. So okay. Good. Yeah, he's 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 been phenomenal too. Um both of those guys have been complete standouts in that show. Um They've had such a great, but man, Jason Seagull is, is Paul yeah. Westhead, like everybody in it, like everybody is so well cast. Um, Carrie Coons, a uh, really old husband who plays uh, Jack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe she was married to him. It's wild. No, it's, it's so good, man. I, I'm, I, I still have to watch the last two episodes, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to watch it. Yeah. So you don't want me to ruin it for you and tell you who wins the championship? <laughs> no, I, man. I, no spoilers yeah. here. Yeah, no spoilers here. Come on, Josh. Sorry. Yeah. 
Instead, we're going to watch Space Jam 2 again. I still haven't watched it. You don't have don't, to. Don't. I, I <laughs> won't. I almost won't because of... I mean, the first one really wasn't as great as everybody thinks it was. No, it's um, terrible, but I love no, it because it's, of what it, it is. Josh, Josh, it was it was bad from day one. <laughs> it was never great. When the soundtrack is better than the movie, then you know something's wrong. That was like a nineteen late nineties theme between that Batman Forever, like just City City of Angels, yeah. Godzilla nineteen ninety eight, like all those. Phenomenal soundtracks, terrible movie. A real hypothetical, real quick, because I just thought of this. Um, we were t- you were talking about um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon doing the um, the doc on, or I don't know if it's a doc or a movie. It's a movie. Jordan. It's a movie. Getting the Nike contract. Um, there was a there was a, um, a, a a scene in one of the episodes. I don't remember which one it was. Where Phil Knight went to Magic yeah. Johnson and tried that. to get yeah. him to sign with Nike. And obviously up front, he did not get the deal. He was not giving him the deal that Jordan got. But on the back end, he had offered him stock within the company. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. And they had showed what that would have been worth now. Like fifty six billion like, or something. Yeah, it was like it was like five point two billion dollars is what the yeah. stock would have equaled out at. That's more than Jordan ever made with Nike. Um and I'm starting to think like imagine if 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 Magic takes that deal. Does Jordan still get the deal with Nike when he comes into the league? He might not, um, because Nike was literally like they were going all chips all in for Michael. Like it wasn't like they were like, you know, we'll get Michael and we'll build this roster. Like Michael was like the all or nothing move, as you can see by the poster behind me, which Sean actually gave me. So <laughs> Well, because even yeah. even that even that year when they came out with the shoe, like you guys don't remember, like Jordan kept getting fined for wearing a shoe that wasn't that wasn't regulated in the NBA and Nike was paying his fine every game to wear the shoe. Yeah. And I think it caused everybody to be like, I want that shoe because wearing it and Genius. like it just blew up out of nowhere. Um, and they obviously got their money's worth out of it. And they were like, we'll pay the fines now because the end result is going to be much greater than what we're paying up front. I, and I just go back to magic. Like when they were like, Hey, we'll put your name on the shoe. So the shoe would have said magic instead of air Jordan. I just, I would have lo- loved to see how that would have went had that have been the case instead of him and Larry Bird fighting over Converse. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was when Magic didn't sign, and I I might have my timeline off a little bit, but I think it was Daryl Dawkins and George Gervin that Nike like went all in on after they didn't get Magic because the Iceman campaign came out and Daryl Dawkins had the infamous poster with the dunk and like i think they were the guys that got what magic didn't get not to that money amount by any means but like they were like well we didn't get him so let's see what we can do with these guys and like um you mentioned the nike thing in winning time and it made me think of another thing that made me laugh so there's the one uh, the scene when they're playing uh against uh kobe's dad and they show like a baby in the crowd oh yeah yeah says, yeah kobe bryant probably asked oh, yeah. for basketball <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was that. that was that was like the same level of like fan service that they had when uh they did the uh the OJ Simpson miniseries and like they like purposely like had like Kim Kardashian and and yeah. David David uh, what was his name Schwimmers yeah. like was like no OJ not in Kimmy's room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like the same level of fan service when they showed him but I was like that's pretty great. Yeah. I won't go into detail um, with it either, but um, t- 
Tim, you said you had a couple episodes left, so you've already seen this, and um, Sean's already seen it, and Ben's already seen it. But I think the most dramatic thing for me watching the whole entire first season was the whole um, Jerry Tarkanian episode where, like, oh, yeah. he went in to be, like how he was going to be the coach and then ended up not being the coach and, like, the reasons behind it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this can't be real. So I looked it up. And I was like, holy, it's real. Like, this all really happened. Yeah. I, like, I didn't know anything realize, about that. Maybe it's not – maybe the series isn't as over-dramatized as everybody's making it out to be because when something that crazy can be real, you know, in a in a series, I mean, it makes you think about the rest of it if, you know, they're actually making stuff up or if it's – if it really happened. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so – we can go ahead real quick before we get out of here because I know we ran a little long. That was actually a really fun segment, though. Um, six or seven officially been eliminated. Excellent interview time. Who's going to be the coach next year? Who's the coach of the Sixers next year? Is it Kenny Atkinson? I think it's Kenny Atkinson. I, I'm going Kenny as well. That's who Ooh. I was going to say. Actually, okay. I got. I just thought about it. I'm going hottest of hot takes here. Go for it. Throw it at me. Jay Wright will be the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers next year. He's already in Pennsylvania. He's already in Philly. He left Villanova because he said he just didn't have the heart for it anymore. Quote unquote, paraphrasing. And he's been linked to the Sixers like every time they've had a coach opening since like they drafted Ben Simmons. So Jay Wright, Philadelphia 76ers coach next year. I like it. I like it. But I think it's Kenny. <laughs> I think what it's Kenny. The ro- what do they do with the roster? That is like, because I feel like their roster is pretty damn good, honestly. Um, you got to figure yeah. out something with James Harden. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be Houston James Harden ever again. I, but I am, if I am any team right now, especially Philadelphia, like you have given up, you gave up an entire season and a half of well, one full season of Ben Simmons to get James Harden. James Harden is going to want an incredible amount of money this year, and. He was not great in these playoffs. He was no. not. He was not great. He had moments, I, but overall, yeah. I think it is. I. I am. I am all aboard the. The. I. I just. I don't think he is the answer for Joel Embiid right now. I don't know who is, but I, I. If I'm. If I'm Philly, I'm moving away from him. I'm getting. Getting rid of him. Also, you know, there's so many other pieces. Like. Like. There's a couple guys I would keep. Obviously, I like if if I'm Daryl Morey. Like I'm. I'm gonna just go out and just do whatever I can just because everything is not working right now. They're not they should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. They should have been in the finals this year. They're not I would stay on with Tyrese Maxey. I think he's a complete and utter stud. Um let him let him develop. Um and then you know keep on keep on Embiid obviously. But you know Tobias Harris, I think he still has value and he is a great player, but I don't think he's gotten them above the mark that they want to. I think you move on from him as well. I think you get rid of both of those guys, clear space, get something else, get something else moving. I said this, this before it happened. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, I'm just going to say, I think the trade hurt them. I, I said it when it happened. The trade hurt them. Regard, even if Ben Simmons doesn't I think it hurt play. hurt both teams. Well, yeah. Even, least, if, even if Ben Simmons doesn't play, I still think Philly was better with the roster that they had before they got James Harden. Yeah, and and Seth Curry, like getting rid of him, like he was so good at the beginning of the year for them and everything. So, like, I there's it, it was it was just botched. They had to make a they swang for the fences, and I don't blame them. But 
James Harden is not the guy he was in Houston anymore. Like it, those days are over with. I don't think he's ever going to get back to that. I don't think he's super interested in staying in shape. I don't think he's really super interested in basketball anymore. No, just a. I know that he's hurt. I know he's wearing the black face mask. I know he keeps getting hit in the face. But Joel Embiid tonight was seven of twenty four from the field. Crazy. Yeah, but but also also you know he's got was one of his fingers is is gonna need to get operated on this year. Like he's in bad shape, man. Like I mean, and I, he had yeah, a, he, lo- took a he took a beating. I give him some serious props this year. Same. He really does. He really does want to win, and he really is going out. I mean, he was beat up, and he should not have been out there. I don't even think for the rest of the playoffs, but he went out there and get it. So I'm. You know, I look forward to seeing what he can do. I hope he he gets you know some rest this summer um, and comes back rejuvenated with a new squad next year. And I hope they put some shooters around him and and go for it because there's some Philadelphia 76ers teams from two or three years ago that I think are currently better than the one that just got eliminated. However, the East was they played some really good teams a couple years ago, so it just didn't work out. You know, yeah. So, and it doesn't matter who wins this other series. It feels like whatever team Miami plays, like it's a rivalry series, whether it's Boston mm-hmm. or whether it's Milwaukee, yeah. just based off of, I love it. I, love I mean, it. I'm even yeah. going back to, I'm even going back to the LeBron Bosch Wade heat against the Celtics, you know, and, and how much that happened back then. And then kind of rekindling it now, if that's the team that makes it, and then you got, you know, Miami's the team that knocked Milwaukee out of the bubble. Um, oh yeah. And they've kind of been Milwaukee's kryptonite, you know, the last few years in the playoffs. Um, so it's interesting to see how that's going to go. Yep. So Philadelphia is a team that scares me more about Zach Levine than anyone else. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Strictly because I do agree with Sean. I do think that they're going to move on from Tobias Harris. If they can get someone to take the contract and they're going to, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to move on from James Harden. Um, but a Maxi, Harden, Levine, Embiid, that's pretty – I don't know what the money looks like in that situation, but um, that's a team that makes a lot of sense to me for his, for him. You know, having shooters around Joel makes a lot of sense and having another guy, another guy. But James Harden might get pissed off at him for having the ball one too many times. So maybe that's more playing in the favor of the Bulls. Like all this Lakers-Levine talk is just hilarious. We've talked – we talked about it last week. It's just – it's not going to happen. There's just – there's, there's, I'm, okay, I shouldn't say it's not going to happen. I would just say it's going to take a miracle to happen. And that trade that Jay Williams like asked about the other day was the worst trade I ever saw. He should have trade machine blocked from his computer. <laughs> <laughs> the like Knicks, Lakers, Bulls three way trade where it's like who yeah. says no? And it's like the team that doesn't, the teams that don't get Zach Levine. That's who says yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Two out of the three say no. Actually, yeah. So yeah. Why would the Bulls take on Julius Randle? Like, why would they take him after the year he just had when they already have a gluttony of power forwards who are like learning basketball still at the NBA level? Like, it's yeah. And I'm I'm sitting here looking at the the stats to the game right now with the Heat and the Sixers, and dude, Miami's got a really good roster. They do. They, they do. do. Anything Victor Oladipo gives him is a cherry on top. Yep. So. And they're going to get Kyle Lowry back probably this series. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for these conference finals. Um, yeah, they're going to be really fun. Yeah, wish there was wish there was a game on Saturday this week. There's no games on Saturday again. Why I hate do they that. do that? That's so I don't weird. know. It drives me it's crazy. Like I'm like, 
It's almost like, like I'm home tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like the playoffs aren't long too long anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap this week's edition up of the Bench Mob, part of, brought to you by Forty Eight Minutes Basketball Network. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, if you want to support the squad, go to Forty Eight Minutes Basketball Network Get yourself some tees, some hoodies, some joggers. We got it all. Got it all there for you. So. Would definitely appreciate if you guys would go on there and pick up some stuff and show some love. Um, also, for whatever podcast subscription choice thing you have, uh, go to 48 Minutes and give us a nice solid subscri- uh, subscription, a nice solid five star review. Um, and, you know, that would, that would go a long way. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, all of our socials. Uh, we are all over that as well. Um, so, on behalf of Sean and Josh, I am Tim Daniel. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good night. <laughs>